Hi there, it's episode 95. Today, I'm answering the question, what does a day in your life look like? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. It's Danae. Thanks for tuning in. I'm excited to answer today's question, which is a little bit of a glimpse into what my days look like. But first, I wanted to share something coming up. If you're a part of the Simple Families community on Facebook, you know that it is a wonderful network of supportive, like-minded families. There's over 10,000 members. I'm so happy about how fast this community has grown and how it has stayed positive overwhelmingly, probably 99% of the time. But the larger it gets, the harder it is for me to really connect with you all. So for the next couple of months, I'm going to start demoing something new, which is small groups for the Simple Families community. So we're going to be dividing and month by month tackling a different topic related to living simple with families. And this is going to tie in directly to the podcast. So to illustrate how this is going to look, this is what's happening for March. So for the month of March, and at any time now, you can go to simplefamilies.com forward slash March. And there you can sign on for free to join in on the March program. The simple living topic that we're covering for March is mindfulness and finding calm. That means finding calm for ourselves as parents and also helping our kids do the same. So whether you're brand new to mindfulness or you are a seasoned expert, I invite you to join us for the month of March to dive deeper into these topics and to learn more about how they can really benefit us and our kids. On the podcast, I have a variety of experts scheduled to talk on various aspects of mindfulness, and these will help to guide and lead into our discussions in this small group setting. I'm excited to get to know you better. So go to simplefamilies.com forward slash March and sign up. So moving on to today's question, the question comes from Beth and she wrote, you seem to be investing more time into growing your business. Do you have any other tips or tricks for work at home moms who are trying to stay home and grow their own business? My kids are about the same age as yours and I find myself exhausted every day just trying to be a good present mom. Manage the house, take care of myself, like work out and work on the business. I have a very supportive, helpful husband, but not a huge budget for additional childcare. My daughter's in preschool three times a week, and my mom watches my son one morning a week. But most work is done after bedtime or on weekends when my husband can take over full-time. Would love your thoughts on this. I want to be present for my family, but my business and being an entrepreneur is sort of like a form of self-care. It makes me feel alive and almost like my pre-mom self at times, but it's also hard work. This is a great question, Beth. So I'm going to tell you how I do it and what my days look like, but it's definitely going to look much different for you or for anyone else out there listening. I'll start by giving you an overview of what my days look like during the week, and they almost always look the same. So I get up at six and I usually get about 45 minutes to an hour of work in in the mornings. And usually that's me sitting in my bed. So I'm answering emails, working on social media, that sort of thing. I will mention that I don't sleep with my phone or any kind of electronics in our bedroom. And my husband has set up a charging station outside of our room. So I'm not tempted to sort of grab my phone if I ever wake up in the middle of the night. I mention that because that has been a tendency in the past. So between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., I'm completely unplugged, and my electronics are all on the charging station. So I usually get in about 45 minutes of work in the morning, and then my son wakes up. I usually take a shower after he wakes up, and he kind of relaxes in the bed with my husband, and then they get up and make breakfast. 
I usually get dressed pretty quickly, sort of blow dry my hair, put a tiny bit of makeup on, and head downstairs, make lunches for my kids, and start getting my daughter and my son ready for school. My husband leaves the house at 8, and I leave the house with the kids to take them to school a little after 8.30. So all in, it takes about an hour and a half to get my kids out the door in the morning. And I think we could probably do it in about half that time, but I like having a little bit of cushion because it doesn't make me feel like I'm crazy running around stressed trying to get them out the door. If I can avoid it, that is the last way that I want to start my day. And I found that that extra time really helps. So I drop my kids off at school. My son starts at 9 and my daughter starts at 9.15. Then I drive home and I have approximately two and a half hours to get work done before I have to turn around and drive back. This is a huge time drain for me and I'm constantly reevaluating if this is a good fit. I spend over an hour and a half a day just driving back and forth to get my kids to school and I only get two and a half hours of work done. So this probably resonates with a lot of you that post kids, I have just become a productivity machine. What used to take me six hours to do, now I can get done in like 90 minutes. I have learned to be really productive with small amounts of time. Pre-kid me, I always thought I needed at least like an hour or two hours to sit down and get anything done. Post-kid me is like 20 minutes. Wow, I can crank out a lot of work in that time. Beth, like you, I also have limited funds for childcare, so I don't have any other childcare besides the mornings where my kids go to school, which means I really do have to be creative with finding pockets of time. But I know that it's possible because I completely wrote my doctoral dissertation while my kids were napping. And I don't mean that to sound like you should be able to do anything while your kids are napping, but I think that I'm in agreement with Beth in that I found work that I really love doing and it doesn't feel like work. It does feel like a form of self-care. It's a time when I can put my mom duties aside and really focus on building something for me and building something that helps me give back and contribute in a greater way other than just by taking care of my kids. So working actually energizes me and I feel like it makes me a better mom. So when I take a nap time to get work done, it doesn't feel draining. It actually feels good. And that's the shift in perspective that has really helped me to grow simple families in small amounts of free time. I really love it. I really love connecting with the community. I really love helping other women. And I really love learning from other parents and families. So back to my schedule. So I get two and a half hours in the morning of good, solid work time done where my house is quiet. And that's when I usually record the podcasts. I'll do some writing. I'll do Facebook live sessions and that sort of thing. Then I head out and I pick up my kids from school. We usually get back a little bit after one. I spend about an hour with both of them, really engaged with them and really present with them. I always encourage parents who are having a hard time feeling like they're really present with their kids to focus on quality over quantity. It's not about how much time you're present with your kids. It's about the quality of the time that you are. So if you've got a lot on your schedule and you only have five minutes to stop and look your kids in the eye and connect with them, take that five minutes and feel good about that five minutes instead of blaming yourself for not taking more time. So around two o'clock, I'll put my daughter, who's almost two years old, down for her nap. And at that time, I usually will do one-on-one things with my son. He always wants screen time because he's four and he loves screen time. 
And for a while, that was becoming the pattern where my daughter took a nap and I let him have a little bit of screen time while she was napping. But he's a kid who has a really hard time separating. So once he starts watching it, even if it's five minutes, it's really hard for him to step back and stop watching it. He gets really upset when he has to turn it off. So we've been getting away from that. Four out of the five days of the week, he's not having screen time in the afternoons. So we're usually doing Legos or reading books or just relaxing and listening to music. Occasionally, I'll take 30 minutes to get some work done in the afternoons if I have a phone call that I absolutely have to take, but I really try to make those afternoon hours about my kids. My daughter wakes up around 4, and a lot of days I'll take that time to exercise, and the kids will play while I exercise and sometimes do a little bit of exercising with me. And then we'll start making dinner, and I always, always include my kids when I'm making dinner. This is completely a personal preference, but I feel like there are so many learning opportunities involved in cooking as far as math, adding and subtracting and identifying numbers and a lot of fine motor activities. So my kids do a lot of chopping and washing and handling of the fruits and vegetables. But I also think it's important that they see how much work and how much energy goes into cooking. So it's definitely not always pleasant. It's not even usually pleasant preparing meals with them stuff I cook is really really simple truly I'm trying to include my kids all day in everything that I'm doing when it's possible but cooking is one thing that I really do prioritize because I think it's a wonderful thing for them to be in the kitchen with me sometimes it's miserable most of the time it's miserable But we push through and it's getting better all the time, especially with my daughter getting older. So if you choose not to have your kids in the kitchen with you while you're cooking, I completely understand. Because a lot of days it truly feels like a beating. And don't feel guilty about not doing that. Just because it's a priority for me does not mean that it's a priority for you. So we cook dinner together and then we eat together before my husband gets home. For a long time I battled whether I should give my kids leftovers and then cook dinner after he gets home. Because they do eat so early, they usually eat around 5.30. But we've come to the conclusion that it works better for my family if my kids and I eat together. And then I set aside a plate for my husband and he eats when he gets home. So then we go upstairs for bath because my daughter is predictably always a total hot mess after dinner. And they take a bath, get their pajamas on, have their vitamins. And my husband usually gets home in time to read a bedtime story and help me with the final bedtime process. They're in bed by 7. Sometimes my son stays up until 7.30. And once they're in bed, I focus on getting an hour or an hour and a half of work done after that. And usually that type of work at night is things like working on social media or editing podcasts or editing blog posts, that sort of thing. I try really hard not to be on my phone doing a lot of work during the day when my kids are around. I'm definitely not perfect at it, but something that's really helped me was getting an Apple Watch. And my Apple Watch helps me feel like if there was an emergency, I wouldn't need to have my phone all the time. Like if someone fell down and got hurt or someone was choking, I'd be able to call 911 without having to search my phone out because we don't have a landline. And on the flip side, if someone needed to get in touch with me, that a phone call would ring through to my watch and I would be accessible all the time. But I've actually turned off all alerts. So I don't get alerts for anything on my watch except texts from my husband. So my watch tells me when there's a phone call coming in or when I have a text from my husband, and that's it. But that gives me the peace and comfort in knowing that I am still connected. So I get that small bit of work time in the evening, and I'm usually getting ready for bed around 9.30 and in bed by 10. And I'm usually pretty wiped at the end of the day. 
And Beth, like you said, it's hard finding the time and energy. I think it is. But I also think that doing something that you really love and something that you're really passionate about gives you that extra burst of energy when you need it. But at the end of the day, I don't feel busy and I don't feel like I'm stressed and overloaded. I really feel like I'm getting to do everything that I love so much, which is to spend a lot of time with my kids, spend time building a business, and I really feel blessed for that. And that's just how things look right now today. I think six months from now, my days are probably going to look much different. So that's a little bit more about my life and my days. I would love to hear how you manage it as a work-at-home mom or a full-time working mom and if you found some things that helped you to find some peace and calm and space to get things done during the day that really energize you. You can leave those comments and any questions at simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 95. Thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 95. If you're interested in joining next month for March, go to simplefamilies.com forward slash March, and we're going to be talking more about finding peace and finding calm in your family and learning more about mindfulness. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review and a rating in iTunes. It's greatly appreciated.